You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Jumping in a brand new series today entitled Rumors. And uh, the, the, the main subject is called Rumors, but the subtitle is Things That Jesus Never Said. And uh, if you've been around the faith community long enough or you've gone to Hallmark, you, you've seen things that, that seem really good on a card or on a t-shirt or maybe someone has said that to you. And they're like, this is what it says. Jesus said this. And then you look through scripture and you realize, wait a second, Jesus never said that. And so uh, this next four weeks, we're going to be diving in on the red letters that are in your Bible uh, of words that Jesus said. And, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. How many of you guys in here like to, to spread rumors? Come on. Just wait. We're in church. I know how church works. Come on. <laughs> church is the best place to get rumors. Well, he's preaching now. Um, stop it, John. We got guests here. <laughs> so uh, I just want to read a couple verses to you, and then we'll jump in. And then uh, today's a little different. We're going to have communion at the end, and then we're going to also have a time to just reflect and to worship and to reflect on everything that God has done through us, in us, for these what will be 70 minutes. And so if you got your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, our first text, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 12. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry. We'll have it on the screen for you. This is Jesus. He's, he, he's in what, what is uh, affectionately known as the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, he's, he's teaching us how to pray in this. And he says this, pray like this, our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom will come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. And don't lead us to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. I got one more verse for you. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21, and it says this. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. Watch this, and I love this. He is your example. Listen, if you're here this morning and you would identify yourself as a Jesus follower, as a Christian, Peter is kind of straightforward in this manner. He says that Jesus is your example, and you must follow in his steps. You must follow in his steps. Let's pray one more time, and then we'll jump into the message. Father, we love you. God, we thank you for uh, what you're doing already in this place. God, as we set aside these next moments together to lean in and, and to listen to your word, I pray that you would speak to us, God. Holy Spirit, that you would, you would speak to our hearts. You would speak to our hearts, to those who have been churched for a long time, and then those people that are here this morning, that this, this may be their first time. I pray that you would speak to our hearts. Jesus, you said that, that the harvest, that, that the growth is dependent on our heart, the position in the soil of our heart. And so, Jesus, right now, we just ask that you would just prepare our hearts for what you want to do in our lives. We want to leave here changed. 
not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. We love you. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone said, amen, amen. Uh, does anybody have a sensitive stomach? Like when you're eating, like... You just, someone's like, I do. Yeah. Uh, like there's just, like I have like a very sensitive stomach. Um, I, I'm going to get somewhere, I promise. That's kind of my preface with what I'm about to say. Uh, but like throw up, right? Like if I see it, I'm done, right? Like I'm adding to the pile. If I smell it, I'm adding. To, so, so I just have like this really weak stomach uh, especially when it comes to, like, things that I'm eating. If I'm chewing on something and it's just, like, a weird texture, I, like, I kind of, like, right? Like, that's just, that's just what I do. Um, and so here's why I tell you this. It was about, uh, man, it was probably about a couple months ago. I went to Taco Bell. Now, let me stop right there. I don't go to Taco Bell a lot, right? Like, because I'm not really into fast food. Fast food's not my jam. Um, oh, Come on, like, I just, I, I just, I want to go to Whole Foods and, <laughs> I love Whole Foods. <laughs> Everyone looks so sad in Whole Foods, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> they're like, I'm hungry. And so, so, uh, so I was at Taco Bell. It, it was late at night. Um, I don't, I don't, or I'm trying not to eat late at night anymore, right? But, uh, but I was, I was there in. And, and so I, I hadn't eaten all day. And so you know when you haven't eaten all day, you're just like, you're starving, right? Like you just, you can eat anything. And so I go through the drive-thru. Um, I order my usual a cheesy gordita crunch, hello, uh, a beef chalupa, let's go, and then a soft taco to wash it all down, you know? And, <laughs> and so, so I'm ordering, I'm ordering, I'm ordering my, my, my meal at, at, uh, at Taco Bell. I get it. I, I sit in my car, and I'm like unboxing it. I'm like, oh. It's like beautiful. And then I see my three tacos, and I'm excited. So I, I always start with, uh, with the cheesy gordita crunch. So I'm, I'm eating that one, and I'm enjoying it because I haven't eaten all day, okay? So I'm eating it, and, and then I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to eat my second taco, which is going to be the chalupa. So I open up the chalupa. I take a bite. Mm, I just love how the shell is just so crispy and doughy, and I'm eating it, and I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. I'm sitting in my car enjoying my Taco Bell. I'm about to take another bite, and I stop, and I look, and I look closer, and I see this little curly brown hair in my, in my, uh, I probably shouldn't have said I was at Taco Bell, huh? My bad. We'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late, John. And so like, I'm eating, and I'm like, <laughs> and in that moment, I had to choose. A couple things went through my head. I was like, okay, well, I could just eat it. I could, I could take it out and eat it. I know, chill, okay? I didn't do it, chill. Uh, I could flip it around and just eat the backside, stop in the middle, right? <laughs> Or I could just discard it. And because I have such a sensitive stomach, I was like, I can't even, I can't even. So I, I threw, it, threw it away. I got to my third one. And I'm like, I'm about to eat it. 
And then all of a sudden, I just had images of that curly brown hair. <laughs> and I was like, and I didn't even eat my third one. So I left hungry and sad because I ate one, and it was good. And then I stopped, and I saw, and I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how excited I was at the beginning, and then something came and was like, I'm going to ruin your fun. And it reminded me of how I first started to view the verse that we just read in Matthew, chapter 6, in verse 9 through 12. See, because if you just read it, it seems okay, but when you really break it down, the first half is great, and then it gets to the latter half, and you're like, wait a second. It's like hair, <laughs> right? Because, he, so here, here it is. Jesus is like, this is what I mean. Jesus, Jesus is like, guys, I want to teach you how to pray. Now, if you're there, and you're in this moment, you're thinking, man, this is amazing. Jesus, God himself, who came down, in flesh, he wants flesh. He wants to teach me how to pray. That's amazing. And so Jesus is like, I want to teach you how to pray. I'd be like, yes. I think most of us would be like, yes, Jesus, we'd love to learn how to pray. And then he says this. He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And we're like, yes, hallowed be your name. God, hallowed, right? Like, I'm not even quite sure what that means, but we're there, right? Like, I, I can agree with that. And then he goes on, Jesus goes on to say, your kingdom come, your will be done. Yes, Jesus, your will for my life. I want it to be done in my life. Amen. Like, we're excited. We're just munching on that cheesy gordita crunch. It's good. And then Jesus says the next thing. He says, give us this day our daily bread. And we're like, yes, I want my bread. Jesus, you're my prov provide for me, Jesus. This is amazing. I love this prayer. So now I just finished the cheesy gordita crunch. I'm picking up my chalupa. Then, then Jesus says this, forgive us our sins. Oh, yes, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I mess up all the time. I, Jesus, I thank you. God, I thank you so much that you forgive my sins. Thank you so much. You are amazing. And then he gets to the latter half of verse 12. And he says, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven others. And in that moment, we're like, yeah, hair, <laughs> gross, what? <laughs> what is this? Like we've enjoyed it up until this moment. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Jesus says, forgive and we're like, oh, he said the F word. <laughs> Forgive? Ah, oh, Jesus, you don't mean to forgive. Forgive, do you? And it was going so good. Until Jesus says that it's our turn to forgive as well. See, contrary to what you may believe Contrary to what you may have read or someone may have told you, here, here's the truth. Jesus never said, if you feel like forgiving, go ahead and forgive. Jesus never said, uh, depending on how bad that person has hurt you, you can forgive. 
He never said that. In fact, Jesus is very clear. He said, forgive others as we have been shown forgiveness. Now, I want to pause real quick because I do want to put a little disclaimer out. I think with a message like this, when it talks about forgiveness, um, it is my responsibility to tread lightly and to be sensitive. Because here's the fact of the matter. I don't know your story. I don't know what you have been through. I don't know the pains that you have been through, the hurts that you have been through, the, uh, the emotional uh, tears that you've been through. I, I don't know that. And so when we talk about forgiveness, it's very easy for us to look at the preacher and be like, but you don't know my story. You don't know what he did to me. You don't know what she did to me. You don't know what they said to me. And so I do want to acknowledge the fact that I do not understand everything that you've gone through. I do not understand everything, that, every pain that, 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 that you have felt. But I do want to say this. Jesus is very clear about forgiveness. Jesus is very clear about our responsibility. That's what Peter was writing in 1 Peter 2.21. He said that Jesus is our example And so if he's our example, it's my responsibility to follow in his footsteps. And so this morning, I want to say to you, if if you're here and and you would identify again as a Jesus follower, our responsibility is to model, to walk in the steps that Jesus had modeled for us. And so in this verse, in, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus identifies two things about forgiveness, and here's the first one for all you note takers. The first thing he says is that forgive us our sins. So, like, we need it. Forgiveness, first thing, we need it. Like, I need forgiveness. I'm not just talking about the forgiveness that I receive at salvation. So, when I make a decision to follow Christ, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Like, it's making my spirit man right. But we know that Paul writes in in the apostle, and we also know that God said this in Genesis, that we're made up of three beings. We're made up of our body, our soul, and our spirit. And so uh, if you've noticed this, for those of you that have ever made a decision to follow Christ, uh, at the initial part, like, you feel good, your spirit man is forgiven and saved, but how many of you guys have ever realized, man, I still got issues? Like, I still get angry. I still cuss at my boss, <laughs> like I still think of bad things. Like, and so it's this process that our spirit man is forgiven and is redeemed and is perfected, but our body and our soul needs a little bit of help. And so we need daily for God to forgive us of the things that our body and our soul are still trying to work out. Like I still need daily God's forgiveness over the things that I think. I still need daily uh, the forgiveness that God shows me of the way that I treat my wife or that I, I treat my kids. The thoughts that I think towards other people. I need God to, to, God, I need your forgiveness. And so Jesus is establishing this idea that daily we need forgiveness. Daily I need forgiveness. So that's the first thing. Here's the second thing that he says to us. So we don't just need it, but we got to show it. So he says, uh, Jesus says, forgive us our sins. And then he says, 
as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Now, this is a very interesting phrase to me because I've looked at 12 different translations of Matthew 6 and verse 12. In all 12 translations that I looked up, Jesus, when he said that we are to forgive, he puts it in a tense that we are already doing it. So he's not saying that, hey, forgive and then forgive. He's like, you are forgiven, and now we have already begun to forgive people as if to say the natural reaction of us receiving forgiveness from God should be us forgiving other people. And so, so Jesus is, 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 is enlightening us about this idea of forgiveness, that we need it, but a natural reaction is that we now show it. He says, forgive Forgive us our sins as we have forgiven, as we are in this process of already forgiving people that have hurt us, people that have wronged us, people that have robbed us. And he says, forgive them. We need it, and we need to show it. So we don't just need it, we need to show it. Because Jesus commands it. And yet, how many guys can attest to this, that forgiveness is so hard? Right? Like, it's just so hard to, to forgive someone that hurts you? Man, I wish Jesus was like, hey, it's your choice. <laughs> you don't have to. I still love you. You don't have to. I'll still forgive you. But you don't have to. Like, I wish he would have he, he made it easier for me. I wish, I wish he would have made it so I don't have to forgive because forgiveness is, is hard. And, and yet, it's not a surprise that forgiveness is hard to do because I really believe that there is power in your forgiveness. I really believe that there's power in your ability to forgive someone. And so as long as there's power in your forgiveness, as long as there's power in my ability to forgive, there is an enemy that would love nothing more than to distort your perception on forgiveness. See, because the enemy, he understands that if, if, if you can learn to forgive and if you can begin to, to just live a life that forgives, that there's something powerful that God can do in your life. And so what the enemy does is he comes and he distorts our perception of forgiveness. And for some of us in here, he, he's already distorted it. And here's, here's why I, I think that he's already distorted it, because I'm talking about forgiveness and you're thinking he doesn't deserve it. I'm talking about forgiveness, and, and the enemy's already distorted it, and you're thinking, man, if I do that, I lose. And the enemy, he, he's trying to distort, distort the way that we see forgiveness, we, to, to change the way that we see it, because God has established forgiveness to be something that is beneficial 
to you and to me. Okay, so, so maybe you're here this morning and you're like, man, I, I don't even know, John. You're kind of walking on the edge with me. Like, you almost offended me. I'm not offended yet, but you almost, right? So maybe that's you, okay? And, and I apologize. But, but he, here's, here's what I think that we can all agree on is that when I choose to hold unforgiveness in my heart, it creates a barrier between myself and that person. Okay, so 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 we have this we have this idea, and the band can come up right now, and we're gonna we're gonna end. But I, I have my little my little prop right here. See, for a lot of us, we we've allowed <clears throat> we've allowed the enemy to distort the way that we see. Forgiveness. And forgiveness, or excuse me, unforgiveness builds a wall, a barrier, a prison, cell between us and the person. And what it does, holding this unforgiveness, the enemy wants to distort it and to make us sit, sit here and to think, you deserve to be over there. You deserve to be locked up. You don't deserve my forgiveness. And the enemy, he distorts. Like, yeah, you hurt me. Stay there. Stay. stay. Hey, no, no, you stay there. You, uh, you want to come? Nah, you stay. Right, the enemy, this is what he does. He distorts our perception of how we see forgiveness. And when there's an opportunity to forgive, that's when he wants to distort us. But see, here's the problem. He distorts our perspective because in reality, you're not the one that's locked up. I am. See, when I choose to hold unforgiveness, I don't understand that it's not you that are bound, it's me. What I don't understand is that it's not you that, don't, that, that doesn't have freedom, it's me. And here is the power of unforgiveness. And here's why I think the enemy wants to distort unforgiveness in our hearts. It's because forgiving, learning to forgive creates freedom. And everything that God wants to do in your life is not found in captivity, but it's found in freedom. And so I wonder this morning if some of the things that you've been praying for, the, some of the breakthrough that you've been believing God for, you're like, God, why aren't you doing it? I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if it's because I, I'm locked up, I'm not free. The healing that, that you've been believing God for, like, I wonder if, I don't know, I just wonder. I wonder if there's no freedom because I, 
I, I'm over here. See, everything that God wants to do in your life, everything that God wants to do in my life is not found in captivity. It's found in the freedom that he has for me. But until I learn to step into forgiveness, until I learn to step into the ability to say, hey, I know you hurt me, but I don't want to be locked up in these bars anymore. will be locked away. Come on, there's freedom in forgiveness. There's freedom in forgiveness. God never designed you to be right here. God never designed you to be held back. God never designed you to be powerless. God's never designed you to feel bound. He desires you to be free. He desires you to step out. He desires you to step into everything that he has for you, everything that he has for me. Forgiveness. for listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.